Hello, this is Property Matters, supported by Fairview International Property Consultancy and auctionproperty.co.uk. And we're live every Sunday from 10am on YouTube, Facebook, and on our website, propertymatterstv.co.uk. And if you're watching on our website, we'd love you to hit the Google review button and leave us a nice short review. Please also get involved if you're watching the show in the comments section below. We'd love your uh, comments as we go through the show. And also, if you'd like to email us, it's hello at propertymatterstv.co.uk. Co.uk. Property Matters is also available as a podcast, available on the biggest podcast platforms every Monday from 10am. So let's take a look at this week's property news with our property expert, Joe Joshi. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm very well. To see everybody there and, uh, and, and hello and welcome to all our uh, viewers and of course listeners, those that listen on the podcast. Um, and uh, as always, Paul's got plenty of uh, questions for me and I will do my utmost to make sure that I keep my end of the bargain up. Yeah, it's a pretty challenging time in property at the moment, isn't it, Joe? And uh, the stories again today show a very different side of the property industry to what we saw maybe just a year ago. Uh, a growing number of people are struggling to find homes to rent now as the supply-demand imbalance in the private rented sector continues to widen. This is according to new figures at the end of the year 2022 for the Property and Home Movers Report uh, from the Property Data Insight Specialist 20CI. There are more homes now available to buy, uh, but there are fewer, significantly fewer properties to let. The data reveals that the availability of stock within the owner-occupied market is now uh, back to pre-pandemic levels, but the reverse is true for the lettings market. The figures show 5% increase in new instructions, so people are looking to sell to the owner-occupied market in 2022, and a 14% drop in sales agreed, which is really interesting. We'll take a look at that in a, in, in a second. Uh, and that's resulted in a significant easing of the stock available, of course, across all regions of the UK. Most areas now have five months or, or more of supply, which is more than double the levels in some regions during 2021. It's far closer to the numbers of houses available for sale back in 2019 prior to COVID-19. So we've got five months of supply, Joe. We've got 5% increase in people looking to sell, which might be good or it might actually be bad news. And of course, a 14% drop in sales, which could, everyone could have predicted. It's a complete turnaround at this moment in time. Of course, these are all courtesy and thanks to our mini budget that happened um, in September last year. And so this is the aftermath of what was, you know, kind of just going on quite quite well. It was sailing on in the right direction. Everybody was happy until the, these things came along. And now we've, um, we've had to put um, a different uh, twist on the whole marketplace. So yes, there are now more homes available for sale, um, primarily because um, during the pandemic and during um, the market when there was op op offers of um, lower stamp duty or lesser stamp duty, et cetera, the market was sailing forward. And, and there was a, uh, it was definitely a seller's market, not a buyer's market. And so there was not enough stock. And then the supply and demand factor kicks in. And when that kicks in, of course, house prices tend to go up. Um, and, you know, there is a shortage. Here we have a reverse now because interest rates have gone up. Um, not only has the interest rates gone up, but also um, the utilities have gone up. So there's a lot of costs now added on, which we kind of didn't have at the, the earlier, or sorry, should I say the middle of last year. And all of a sudden those things have come in. And that's then now made people rethink and become a buyer's market. And there's a buyer's market. Sellers are now thinking, well, actually, where they may have made a good profit or a good 
um, equity in their property, this may be a good time for them to um, sell or get out before um, things may turn drastic. I don't think they will, but I think that's that's the message that is kind of being drummed into people's head that, you know, it could all go pear shape and you should do this and you should do that. The problem we have with that is that whilst everybody should do all the right things, the borrowing of money or the availability of money to people is actually become really, really um, tight. Not only is it tight, it's also expensive and it's also very choosy. So lenders are very cautious who they want to lend to, how much percentage they want to lend, um, what rates, and, and that doesn't help because obviously each time they think they've got it right, they've got it wrong because the Bank of England turns around and you know hikes it up by another half or a quarter percent. And that means that lenders that used to offer polar, uh, mortgage offers for a period of say three months are now offering them for only 15 days because the the turnaround period is too quick they can't hold that interest rate or they can't offer that fixed rate that they may have done in a particular offer so literally it's been a 360 turnaround um from you know a year ago to where we are now but you know sometimes these turnarounds paul are a good thing and sometimes are a bad thing they're a good thing for Obviously, first-time buyers, there is an opportunity there because obviously house prices have got a slight break on them now, um, falling into neutral where you know they're not going to be going up as fast as they were, so they've got a chance. But the problem that the first-time buyers have is their affordability factor is now even tighter with the cost of living going up, mortgage rates going up, bank rates going up, etc. So it's a real tight balance, which is why there is a bigger supply of properties available um, and perhaps a lesser supply of rentals available. And that was probably far more available because everybody thought, well, they'd go and buy it rather than rent. But now it's probably cheaper, even though rents have gone up, probably cheaper to rent than it is to buy in the current market. For the benefit of those that may not understand what the technical term is, the some areas have five months or more of supply. Just explain what five months of supply means, would you, Joe? Yes, so the five months of supply fundamentally is um, the turnaround period that is available. So let's say you put a house on the market um, you know, today. Uh, normally, the average turnaround should be within six to eight weeks, three months maybe. But if you allow the conveyancing system, it might be four months. And so what they say is that there's a supply of five months available still. But of course, that supply should increase in the current climate not decrease if it was decreasing then of course we would be in a seller's market because there'll be less properties available but at the moment it's a buyer's market because they do have a supply of available stock up to five months the rotation period of a turnaround from a sale to an exchange to completion on the average is three to four months so what they're saying is there's there's enough stock for people to say okay well choice is available um, and that would be the turnaround period of the five months stock available. And that also applies to some extent in lettings. But I think you'll find that that is lesser and lesser now because the lettings is, is such a, a fast and furious market right now where if the right property comes on, you're getting two or three people, two or three tenants after the same property because they just need to find a place. And what's more amazing is what the rents are gone up to and what people are able to afford to pay um, have gone up to considering all of the other costs that have gone up. But, you know, 
one needs a roof over their head, you've got to pay for what you got to, what you want to have. So that's where we are. So despite the easing of the supply squeeze, the house prices are still 8.4% higher than they were in 2019, but they're down on the Q2 peak in 2022. So do you think this is the fact that people are thinking, I must sell before the house price falls too far? Do you think it's because lots of landlords are selling up their properties? Or do you think people are just putting, oh, well, I'll put my property on the market right now and I'll get it at a reasonable price and then I'll maybe hang on another four or five, six months, maybe go into rented or something and then buy at the bottom of the market and make a bit of margin? It's kind of really all of the above, all about circumstances um, and, and taking the best opportunities there. Yes, certainly the biggest uh, rush on the sale of buy-to-let from landlords who may own two or three or four properties um, their tax situations and the amount of rent they're getting or covering for the amount of mortgage that's going out has dramatically reduced so they're thinking well it's best to cut and run and if there's some equity in the property they might as well have the equity and then re replan and redesign their move either onto a new property or a new asset or just come out of it altogether because they've come to a point in their life that they don't want to. The other things are, of course, if they're short leases, they, you know, to, to actually increase those leases, they've got to release some capital. And if the equity drops, they won't have enough capital to release on a remortgage or a refinance. Um, so there's a number of reasons that would be why people would start to sell. At the same time, there is other people that need to move. They just need to go. They're moving because of jobs. They're moving because of personal circumstances. There may be a bereavement in the family. It causes all sorts of things that could happen, which will actually focus them. And there are a need to sell situation as opposed to, you know, I just sell because it's the right thing to do um, or, or there's a job movement. So there's, there's a whole barrage of things. Moving property and property is generally, it never stops, it never has done. The only time I've, I've known in my history of the 40 odd years is, the, is, is when the financial crisis happened, literally for that year uh, and then almost seven years after, nobody really shifted, but that didn't allow house prices to tumble down and it didn't allow them to go up. It just kind of parked itself as i always say it just was in neutral until such times we were ready to go we were ready to go in 2014 and we went off driving and 2015 was a colossal year and i think kind of we are there again just for that time it's the, it's all the mixed bag of the goodies that are happening and people are sort of thinking well actually you know these are things i've got to do i want to get out and these are things i don't have to do so i'll just sit tight um and that's why our data that we're having and all our thoughts and feedbacks are a complete mixed bag of what is going on was a year ago throughout the pandemic we had a clear direction of which way it was going to go um, and where, where it was going. If we look at new instructions on the letting side of the market they're down by eight percent on 2021 but they're down by over 25 percent since 2019 and the fact of the matter is, as we now know, buy-to-let landlords, as you've already said, are rapidly withdrawing from the market. I mean, if you've got a couple of buy-to-lets, as you say, with a mortgage on them, the tax, the regulatory and the cost environments have become much less favourable. And apart from inner London, which currently has four and a half months of letting property stock on the books, all regions sit somewhere between 1.5 and three months of rental homes available. So it's a pretty tough situation for, for, for renters. And the... Um, 
the pressure has resulted in the average monthly asking price reaching £1,652 a month, an increase of £200 since 2021 and almost £300 since the norm of 2019. Doesn't make for good reading, does it, Joe? Well, the rental values that have gone up are, are just unbelievable. I mean, I even um, I'm, I'm kind of taken back about what rental values we're getting and what people are prepared to pay. Uh, considering that the same properties, they probably weren't prepared to pay that kind of money previously in a different life. But here now, they're just saying, well, actually, you know what, I'm, I, I need this roof over my head, so I want to do this. And, and subsequently, they're, they're going to um, you know, pay more for it. And then on top of that, all of the utility costs. So it's, it's, it is a scary time for renting, but it's a short term fix. And they think, well, actually, you know, it's better for me to have that and a roof over my head than not. And then buy something and find that I can't afford it. Not only can't afford it, they can't afford it because the lenders are doing so many um, uh, inquiries and, and making so many um, things as part of the, the whole process of, of borrowing money. Uh, affordability factors are kicking in big time. And if they can't afford it, they're not actually making the offer. So no choice but to rent. 20CI's MD Colin Bradshaw said that uh, 2022 was a turbulent year when the widely anticipated housing market recalibration began to take effect. We've seen some key shifts, mostly in the stock situation for both owner-occupier and the lettings market. With the cost of living crisis continuing to deepen, 23 looks like being another fast-changing year and it will be important to keep on top of market trends. He's not wrong, is he? Not at all, not at all. And right now, I mean, I, I, as both as an auctioneer, as an agent, we are getting so much call from uh, people who want to uh, just sell, um, primarily because they, they need to sell or, or there is no other route. The private treaty market isn't getting the volume turnaround that we would like to. I mean, you know, two years ago, you put a house on the market, it was flying out the door. Agents are now finding that that is not actually happening. And because it's not happening, People are looking to perhaps find another route, and the other route, of course, is auction. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the right thing. Again, it's about pricing. If it's price sensitive, if it's the right money, it's going to fly out the door. If it's not the right money, it will hang around. So, yeah, I mean, everybody has, um, you know, questions as to what is the right and what they're going to do. But, and, and the supply of letting property has really dried out. Um, and that's not a good thing for, for the market either, because... You know, the more people that come away from the letting, the government, I think, have made a massive mistake there by doing all sorts of taxations and all the things that they continue to do to almost kill the buy-to-let market, which actually they have killed the buy-to-let market. People don't want to. There's no yield returns on the borrowing. So this it's not an investor market anymore. Mm. And you'll be pleased to know that the um, land registry agrees with you, Joe. <laughs> the number of sellers looking to sell their home quickly in the current market has increased by 12%. This according to House Buyer Bureau research, uh, with asking prices also being slashed by a bigger percentage. Latest data from the land registry shows that the average house price across England fell by 0.2% between October and November. However, prior to this first monthly drop since October 2021, the rate of positive monthly house price growth had also been cooling since last August. This according to HBB's analysis um, and it spurred on an increase in the number of sellers looking to offload property quickly before mar further market turbulence sits in. 
the company research shows there are currently almost 2,000 homes listed for sale across England, with the seller specifically stating that they are looking to sell quickly. This marks a 12% increase in quick sale stock when compared to June of last year. It looks as if people are panic selling. That's because they are being told by the media of panic selling. It's, it's not necessary. And the, and, and the long-term uh, investor will just sit tight. Um, it's the one that probably has bought recently, um, found that the rate's gone up, is now not washing its face. Those are the guys that were thinking, well, actually, you know, do I want to be paying from my own pocket to have a tenant in a property? And, and almost have the have to pay for the privilege of having a tenant. And the problem is that if it's tenanted and is not producing the, enough return on the investment, they are kind of stuck. Why are they stuck? Well, first of all, they've got to get rid of that tenant in order to make it vacant to maybe get a better price. Whereas if there's a tenant in there, they're not actually showing a return on their investment. So the tenant is likely to stay. And even if the tenant was to be kicked out or asked to leave, it's a two months notice. And then even after that, it's a challenge that they might go back to the local authority and say, I've got nowhere to go. You know, I'm going to stay where I am, et cetera, et cetera. I've got a child, I've got this and the other. So there's, there's a huge um, area that, that um, is kind of in, in a doldrum. Um, but that doesn't mean to say people are not going to continue to buy. They will continue to buy. It's just that they, there's got to be new energy with new um, targets of or what the rents are going to be and knew what are acceptable yields on their return of investment so all of those is, is a new area and when you think that you're getting on the average 15 1600 pounds a month rent they've got to buy them at a certain price to be able to produce a certain amount of yield to make sure that they're making a profit out of it they're not going to make a profit because the mortgage is too high then of course they're not going to be buying no, if you want to go and get yourself a bargain, Joe, the South West, the East Midlands and the West Midlands are all those places where the prices are slashed the most. Um, but the interesting thing is that with property values rocketing since 2021, the average quick sale price now is 266000 just over. And if you compare that to last June, the quick sale price last June was 230. So it's still 30,000, 36,000 more for a quick sale now than it was less than a year ago. Absolutely, like I said, it's, it's just circumstances and, and, and that's a good indicator to show that the market hasn't actually tumbled. Because if you were telling me that the figures were now coming in at 200,000 as opposed to 230,000 last year and, and now it's 260, then you would be looking for a massive fall. But I don't think that is actually going to happen because, you know, to a large extent, people will still want to own and continue to invest in property if they can. It's just that, you know, we had a double whammy and that double whammy has actually put the brakes on the market, put us into neutral and making everybody stop and think as to what they should do. Because you had both the interest rates going up, which are still going up, and of course, all the utilities going up at the same time, which has never happened. London, however, is the place where you can get the largest reductions, apparently, for quick sale properties in the current market at 19.5%, minus 19.5%, but it's also seen this gap widen by the largest margin since last year when quick sale sellers were reducing by minus 9.9%. So last year there was a reduction of about 10%. This year they're reducing their prices by 20%. But as we just said, that's because London was probably going up faster than anywhere else, wasn't it? 
Well, not only was it going up faster than everywhere else, don't forget, during the pandemic, London was the worst place to go and buy because nobody, everybody was doing a mass exodus. You know, it was, it was um, all driven out to, um, uh, whether, what, what do we have? What was a, um, a race for space was the answer, mm. wasn't it? Well, the catchword. Um, and so now all of those people that legged it out for race for space, as you said earlier on, three areas on the outskirts of London, are probably the better places to buy at this moment in time, primarily because, you know, those are the ones that are, are selling. Now, people invested in those areas thinking, well, this is going to be the future and I'm going to buy this and I'm going to rent it out to X, Y, Z. But, you know, the bright lights of any city, let alone London, always attracts the younger generation. And that's why London is London boomed and bounced back. We talked about it many times in our show when we said that, the international market was stopped coming into London, and that's what was slowing it down. The international market came back in um, when, as soon as the pandemic and, 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 the, and the COVID situation was, was cleared, and they bought and they're buying. And so London is always going to be, and we said that at the time, if there's ever a place to buy, uh, it, it, then London should have been the place during pandemic because, you know, everybody else was leaving and you could have got on board a pro property, a flat, and now the same properties are renting out. I mean, London rentals per room, Paul, is colossal. I mean, some places are paying seven to nine hundred pounds um, a month just for a room, let alone an apartment, mm. uh, which was at one time, you know, you could be looking at 400, 300 or some in some really key areas. They were three or four hundred pounds a week. But mostly it was anything between five and six hundred pounds a month now. Um, as I, that's a room rate, by the way, not not a flat rate. But now the room rate alone is between seven and nine hundred, close on to a thousand pounds a month. They do conclude by saying that they think that the majority of these quick sales are people that have seen that this is the top of the market. They need to get out quick because they don't see a. Um, a reversal of their fortunes on the house price anytime soon and they, they're just trying to get out the top of the market and then maybe come in and see what they can scrape up when the when the when the bottom when it all bottoms out yeah yeah absolutely this is what i said you know people are just taking a, a view cashing in sitting back and then waiting to go back in at, at the areas and the and the regions and the type of properties that they can if they still got um equity in their property and they still got that chance of course that's what they're going to do that's that would be a good thing to do if it's not your own home if it's your own home, then of course, you know, you just got to manage through it because, you know, just move a home with all the bits that you want to go with your children, with your job, with this, that, the other is a mammoth task on its own. But for those that have been investing in areas, they may just take a view and say, you know what, this is a good time for me to exit. I'll put my money back in my pocket and I'll just sit and wait and see what I all drop from what area comes and then I'll go back in there. We've heard of gazumping, of course, something we've discussed on this show many times, but now we've got a new thing, well, relatively new thing, certainly new to me, and that's called bidding wars. And this is from an activist group called ACORN and its members. They're demanding that Bristol, which is a place where they're very active, um, as be, uh, should become a bid-free city as they attempt to stop the cost of renting spiralling out of control. So Andy, angry uh, renters take uh, took to the campaign to end the practice of bidding wars directly to agents in uh, Bristol on Saturday of last week with a noisy protest along the length of North Street and Ashton Gate in Bed to Bedminster. 
The campaign has filled letting agency offices with activists calling for an end to the so-called bidding wars condemned by British, uh, Bristol City Council, uh, which last week pledged to start looking at ways to ban it. Letting agents in Bristol are being urged by the campaign group to sign a pledge to ban bidding wars. So basically what they're doing, these agents, they're saying to the person as they're showing them around the flat, if you bid 30 to £50 pounds a month above what the actual rent being asked is, you're likely to get it. It's not a very nice thing, is it, Joe? Well, you know, put yourself as a landlord, Paul, and you want the best money you can get. So um, I don't really think that it's such a bad thing. And of course, those that don't want to get it, uh, i.e. the tenants, they are now creating these havocs about going around and creating, you know, demonstrations and putting, you can't do that. It's never going to happen. If the council owned 100% of those properties that people want to bid for, the council might be in a position to be able to say, well, look, we'll stop increasing. But even the council needs money. And I can't imagine in my right frame of mind that um, they would even turn around if somebody was offering them more money or someone was prepared to bid for more money to rent a property from the council, that they're going to actually turn around and say, um, actually, you know what, morally, it's not right for us to do that. Um, we just won't do that. But we'll just charge the rate payer a bit more money and somebody else will pay for it somewhere else. I think it's just one of those things that, that will never go away. Gazumping will never go away. And let me just say and put this on the record that it is not the agent. It is never the agent. We are the messengers that actually get shot. Um, our job is to rent or to sell. And we rent and sell for landlords and sellers. That's who pays our bill. That's who pays our fee. And if they want to accept an offer that is higher than what has been on, it's their prerogative. We are just the messengers. Though people want to come into the offices and say, you should do this and you should do that. But I can tell you, I'd love to say to them, you should do this and you should do that. It's just not going to happen. It's just a lot of noise for no particular reason. Uh, obviously, someone's a bit um, hard done by and it's not going to go away. And bidding wars or bazumping will probably never go away. No one has the right to do it. If you were a homeowner yourself and you had the opportunity to sell for more money and somebody was prepared to pay you more money, the chances are morality goes out, finance comes in, you're going to sell it. That's that's the name of the game. And it's the same in, in rental. At the end of the day, they want the best tenant. They want the best money for it. If you were an investor, you would want the best return. So yeah, there are going to be people that are put out with it. Um, the reality of it is it's not going to change, but you can make as much jungle drums and noises as much as you like in the agents. The agent is just doing their job. The organiser for Acorn says, we're trying to stop letting agents pitting tenants against each other to force up the price of rents, driving loads of people out of the city, out of their homes that they've lived in for years and breaking up apart, breaking apart communities. And this is something that's going on all over the country, it says, um, and it's affecting loads of our members. There is a point there, though, isn't it? Because, um, you know, you, effectively, if you start that kind of thing going off regularly, then you're actually pricing many people out of a city that they love living in. Yeah, I, I get that, Paul. I'm not I'm not even going to um, argue with the fact that we're prizing. But, you know, people are in this not for the morality of it. They're in it because it's a business. They're in it because that's what pays their bills. And if the boot was on the other foot, those people that are making these noises were landlords. I promise you, you go and have a see what they will say when the time is right, when somebody's there. I very much doubt that they will say, do you know what? I think they're a nice couple. 
I really feel for them. And I'm going to actually take the shirt off my back and make sure that they come in and live in my house for next to nothing, just because it just doesn't happen. It's not reality. And, um, you know, uh, they just got to accept that this is the way it is. I do understand and accept that, you know, obviously bidding wars and, and, and people do it, but the agent is only on a commission. He's only going to be getting a percentage of the increase. So it's in his interest to get more money. It's in the interest of the landlord to get more money for their property because they invested in that to, to do exactly that, to get the best income for it. Yes, it's hard done by by the tenants that are coming in. But, you know, let me just tell you this. Tenants have got a fantastic life now. They do bugger all to a large extent and they want you to change the light bulb or they want you to do this and they want you to do that. When they actually don't even treat the homes as, as their own home, they just go in there and, and sit there and it's hard. So when the boots on the other foot and the landlord wants them out, they have all these rights that are on their favor and they say, oh, we can't do this. You can't do this to us. We can't. So sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of you know, give and take. But I always say communication is the answer to the problem. And if somebody turns around and actually picks up the phone or talks to them in a nice way, in the right way, they'll do it. And bidding wars will come, presumping will come only because somebody somewhere wants to outbid the other. And they've got no, I mean, you know, there's four people and you never met them in your life, Paul, and they come along and say, I want to pay you more money. What are you going to say? You're going to say, no, thank you. I don't think so. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, indeed. And the council passed a motion last week ending, uh, calling for the end to bidding wars in Bristol. But of course, the cold hard truth is there's no f uh, way of forcing them. There's no legislation. There's no uh, change of rules to stop them from doing it. So I guess it's just going to continue, as you rightly say. The one thing I did want to just put in front of you, though, Joe, is do you think that the property market and property in general brings out the worst in people? I think there's a lot of things that bring out the worst in people, Paul. I don't think it's the property market that does it. I think there's many a thing that I could list them, and, but I'm, I'm not going because it's a property program. But there's loads of things that could actually bring out the worst in people. But yes, obviously, when it's something personal, like your home as opposed to your house, there will always be someone that will stand out there and be counted. And, you know, you have arguments with the boundaries, you have arguments over the garden fence, you have arguments about who parks outside their front door. I always think about, um, you know, the old bread programme with Joey and, um, and, and a couple of those, they used to put the cones outside and say, you know, that's my space and the neighbour would come and move them and so forth. There's loads of things that you could, you could write down a good sitcom about all of those and many have been done before. Um, and yes, it does bring out, you know, and I always say it's about the home and the house. If it's your home and you've lived it, you've got your kids growing up and so forth, you're going to be a bit more defensive. If it's a house, you're not going to be as defensive. But if you're a tenant about to be evicted, believe me, you find ways to stay where you are. And if you're a landlord that needs to get them out, you're going to find the ways to get them out. So, you know, it, it does bring out the, the best and the worst uh, in everyone. Um, um, but there are many other things, I think, that also bring out those sort of things. Well, we'll try and focus on the best parts of that for, for, for Property Matters every Sunday. That's it. That's all we have time for this week. We'll be back next Sunday, 10 a.m.